You are now listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Season 3. Hello, everybody. This is your boy Ken, aka Jimmy of RPG and the Premier Boy Pocket. Welcome to a new episode of Jimmy Like the Podcast. Hope all is well. And you know, on this episode, you know, it's, a, it's just me. Just me on this episode. And we go to talk about my knife, knife flight journey. As you already know, before, before the podcast, well, during the podcast, I was also a promoter. So I'm going to talk about my, you know, my knife, life stories and stuff like that. And y'all already know what to do. Sit back, relax, I'll be right back. This is Aaron Sands, and you are now listening to the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Next time, I will be giving y'all the Jim Fat quote today. And today's quote today is Study your queen so you give her everything that she wants without asking. Shout out to Nissy Hustle, by the way. Rest in peace. And what um, what he mean by that is, you know, get to know your queen. You know, study everything that she knows so you could give her things while her notice and surprise her. Let her know that you are paying attention, that you know that you are listening to her, and just give her what she want, and well, make her feel spoiled, but 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 show that you care about her, and that today is in fact for today. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman, and I am the host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And this commercial break is brought to you by Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. On Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, we interview many guests about their life journey, pretty much where they come from, and where they're at now. Also, promoting their brands or whatever they're doing at the time they come on the show. We also have the host talk about personal stories about himself and everything that he's been through. And also we have fun conversation about anything music, anything old school, relationships, wrestling, and many more. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Pocket every Sundays at 12 a.m. We are also on every Thursdays at 12 a.m. for spin-off series Thursdays. Where we have all of Mr. Gentleman Like That Pocket Spinoff series all in one day. Where we have a conversation about music podcasts every first Thursday at 12 a.m. The old school show with myself and the Star Riding Ride every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. 
And we have Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Vanna B. Every second and third Thursday at 12 a.m. And y'all can tune in to Mr. Gentleman Like That Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Capaz, and many more. Or y'all can check it out on the official website of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, www.realmrgentlemanlifestylepocket.com, www.realmrgentlemanlifestylepocket.com. And tune in every Sundays and Thursdays at 12 a.m. For Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to this commercial break of Mr. Gentleman, like the podcast. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Cheer! My name is Imani, and you're now listening to Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And at the time, I will be telling y'all about my story about Ken the Promoter, you know. Um, it's been a long journey, you know. I've been doing the Promoters game for eight years, you know, with my partner, Mr. Aaron Sands who is also in the Premier with podcast. And yeah, we spoke about it a little bit when him and DJ Retro came on my show, but I wanna, I wanna speak about it a lot, a lot more on the stuff that we didn't spoke about and stuff like that. So um, our first event started when we weren't even promoters yet. You know, we had a, a event called the Summer Bashment, which was in, I believe, 20, 20, um, 09, or t- 2010, you know, our first event. We didn't know what to do with parties, you know, what, what how it's supposed to be, and stuff like that. So, um, thought I invited all our friends, and first one became a kind of success, you know. We were still doing music, so our name was not YPG at the time. We were the Blaze Up Click, you know. We're doing music. We're about to, we're about to come out where um, when I hit single called Teddy Overload, which is about to be 10 years. It was, it's about to be 10 years old. So, you know, the first one success, I caught the internet was crazy. Because people in the age, you know, they were drinking at the time. But other than that, it was a cool event. They, you know, people wanted, people said they wanted more. They said they had a good time the first time. We wanted, they wanted a part two. So we had a part two the year later. Summer Bastion part two. And that one was a lot bigger success than the first one. We have over 100 people in the second one our first one we only had like 30 but the second one big improvement was over 100 people and it got to the point where game member came who I didn't know who invited them it wasn't me but game member came and came to the event you know took about it was, it was different colors lights in the event so I have had light, like a red light and a blue light the game member came like, I'm under the red light, I'm under the blue light. So that, but thank God, it wasn't no drama, no nothing. It was nothing but good vibes. Shockingly enough, it was nothing but good vibes. So, so, so later in 2010, 
to I guess 2011, we were thinking about you know becoming promoters, and we didn't know how to go about it at the time. We didn't know where to go and stuff like that. I didn't want to ask my sisters because they were promoters at the time. They were big promoters at the time. I didn't want to, I didn't want to ask them, so I wanted to figure it out myself. Cause I already know if I would ask them, my foot would already be in the door already, and I'm not really the person to like who would like to ask for help. So. I said, I told myself that I'm gonna figure it out myself. So, um, during the time of 2009, um, I can't say 2019, 2009, um, we started to go to events. You know, my sister, when she turned 21, she started to go to events. My little sister, I should say, started to go there, and she wanted me to come along, and I started coming, you know, and and we started to become party goers every week. So, as time went on, the promoters start to notice us coming every week, you know. And um, as we came, we always bring people. We always bring a whole lot of people. So one of the promoters that I know, you know, by the name of NYC Compton, he hit me up one day, it was 2011, and he he said, first he invited us to this craft fest, you know, craft fest for the summer, you know. And we went there, and on the bus we thought we thought really taking it seriously. Like, yo, let's start becoming promoters. So at the time, with Darren Sands, because I know on the trip with myself, um, Aaron Sands, DJ Retro, and Ray Mac, we was on the craft fair, was on the bus, and um, we were on the way home, and we talked about being promoters, you know. Originally, it was supposed to be us four to do it. We didn't know where to go and stuff like that. So, um, everything came up with the name Team Premier. That was the original name, Team Premier. But um, due to more research, that was already taken. So he came up with Young Premier Team, Young Team Premier. And I'm like, nah, nah. No, he said Young Premier. I was like, nah, something missing, yo, something missing. Something missing. And then they're not gonna take us serious. So we decided to name it Young Premier Gentleman ENT. AKA YPG ENT. So we we came up with a name but not you know, not no promoters job yet. We just do the party go is still going to the events, stuff like that. At the time, um 2011, with the time, I think we was going to, I think, Crossroads, I think, at the time. It was Crossroads, 2011, and um, uh, we were going there every week. So, we like, you know, um, cop hit me up. He was like, yo, Ken, do you want to be a promoter? And I was like, yeah, I was about to give you your first job. So, the first event that he book was us for was um Oshina for New Year's Eve. And I went YPG with some people on. But I asked him, can I bring somebody else along with me? And that when I asked to bring in um Mr. Emerson's. So so me and Mr. Emerson became main promoters of YPG. They didn't want no they didn't, they didn't want nobody else. So um let them know Oshina came, we had to sell tickets. And for our first event we told we did decent for our first event. We sold like good twenty tickets. So we got paid decent for the for our first event. So he hit me up again and said, Yo, 
Y'all kill it the first event. Do y'all want to do a weekly event? And I was like, yeah. The event was Club Rebel on Fridays. <laughs> and um, and I was like, okay. But at the time, I was thinking, taking it serious. So I was more like a part-time promoter. I was taking it as a, like a full-time thing. So we went, we usually call like every once in a while and then clearly that didn't work out. So he said, y'all gotta do it, y'all gotta do it weekly. Y'all have to do it weekly. So I like, you know what? So we officially started doing it every week, you know, starting in um, beginning of 2012, like the end of January 2012, started like really started doing the job and yeah. And I mean, we were, we was I we was I at Club Rebel, you know, we were through fairly new we still try to figure out the ropes and stuff like that we ain't no no other motor team and nothing our network was trash only people that who was our friends was our network at the time but um but then we did we did rebel we you know for good for clothes then he put us on again for club Osagon. and Osagon, we did Philly, but we, we 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 got a little bit more known. People thought they know who we are a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. But at the time, we started becoming comfortable. We started becoming comfortable, like it kind of got to our heads, like like since we were doing so good at Osagon, the success started to come to our head, knowing that we were not there at all. We don't just come to head. We started acting like wild boys, getting drunk, acting a fool, um, you know, doing unnecessary things and stuff like that. And comp was like, yo, y'all gotta chill out, man. Y'all not y'all haven't not even made it yet. Y'all already acting a fool, you know. And it was time that we were almost on the chopping block multiple times, and we were always execute. The only reason they kept us on the event at the time because we would execute, you know, even though our behavior was really bad. Our behavior was bad and stuff like that. And then with an incident that we had at the Halloween was a misunderstanding that they thought that we were frauding the events, ticket sales. That was like one of my, our biggest mistakes we ever did. You know, that cost us a lot and stuff like that and then you know we all, we put a lot of people on you know this one team who was my boy we put them on and then they were on the house team and then they started building their own team I'm like okay so they went from teammates to competition for, for some odd reason but um as time went on I said I got closed down and and they started going to another event, and we basically got kicked off the event because of our numbers wasn't great, our behavior was really trash. The the incident that happened at one point was made us look really bad. So basically, we got kicked off the event. A lot of our fan base at the time started rocking with us. And basically, we had to start back from square one. A lot of people, you know, came to us at that time. And I um, was wondering, like, yo, what y'all going to do next? Mind you, this was, we started doing, uh, I mean, I have a reality at the time date. 
So we did Rebel from 2011 to 2013. No, 2011 to 2013. May of 2013. No, April 2013. Then we did Asuka from 2013 to the end of 2014. So, yeah, so basically we started looking for spots and we tried to revent, revent our spell. The team, the, the team that would rock with us started throwing shades at us after the fact that we got kicked out the event. You know, they started throwing shades for no reason. And I was like, wow, okay. So, okay. One thing that you got to realize when you're doing this event, the party, this nightlife scene, you don't really have no friends. Unless it's the friends that you came in with. You don't really have friends like that. Unless they generally want to mess with you. At the end of the day, they all gonna be your competition no matter what. No matter what, no matter what you do, they all gonna feel that they're your competition, and that's what I learned during that stage. So next thing you know, um, we thought we were shopping for spots during that time. It was December 2014. We were shopping for spots, and um, we went from 760. I didn't like 760 at all. We went from another spot, and then we went from Taj. They gave us an interview at Taj, and he gave us an idea. But then we had to be under another promoter who gave us a better deal. So we had, you know what? Let us do that. And then we started doing Taj at um, June 10th, 2015. Of course, Taj, we had a very slow start. I mean, our first night we killed it. But then... After that, we had a very slow start onto May. After May, we started picking up with Taj, and we started killing it. Next thing you know, people put us on to Studio 21, which we did really terrible at that time. And um, we did really terrible. We were doing Studio 21 for a good couple of months. And then, that, then, we, then, we, then we just left that spot. And then after that, we started doing Catcher. Later that year, we started doing catch up, which was the same as catch. We killed every killer a couple weeks. First couple weeks, catch up. I guess it was a fresh spot for us and people. Were like, oh, yo, y'all doing two spots now? People didn't really like talk like that because uh, a lot of restriction, a lot of dress code issues, and stuff like that. But catch up, I guess it was more laid back for people, and then people started rock with catch up a lot more. So as Shockingly enough, catch slowed down a whole lot. Todd started building up a lot more. And and with Todd, you know, going into Todd, we had to change the whole mindset. We had to, we couldn't be the same guy that we was when we were doing Rebel and Asuka. And went. they had to say I had to think content for that. Because after we took off the event, we had to reiterate ourselves. And now we are the guy who we are now. Even though it's more to the story down the line later, but I didn't want to thank him, thank him for you know opening our eyes to becoming, changing our mindset and doing bigger and the best thing. I appreciate content for that, man, always. But um, also later that year, we we started decided, yo, people been asking. That had the summer bachelor part three, so it was summer um August and and I did around that time I lost my phone, so I couldn't. It was a bad look. That was probably the worst, the terrible event we had, and the worst of the Batchman. Not a lot of people there. A lot of the dudes that they came for us, they didn't like the crowd. Um, DJs wasn't ready. 
It was a lot of drama. It was just a lot. It was like one of the worst event, and we were just like, nah, oh, man, we can't do this no more. Like the Bashman, we, it was, it was. I guess to us, we was beyond the Bashman. You know, we was beyond the Bashman. We was like, we were, we were bigger than the Bashman now. Even though we started it, we were bigger than that. Maybe down the line, we probably bring it back into a bigger scale. But we knew after that, we didn't. We were, we didn't want to do more Bashments. So, as time went on, we threw Killing It, Catching Todd, we became a lot bigger. A lot of people knew who we were and stuff like that. Next thing you know, um, Mr. Aaron Sands um, decided to, to not do Catching no more, you know, due to, due to him, um, you know, moving because he, he don't live in New York, but we live in our state now. So I started doing catch up by myself, you know, and at the time it was hard, but I knew that I could manage it because a lot of more people do hit me up about it. It was me trying to, I wanted to just cut off catch completely and just do Taj because the stress was thought to be a little bit too much for me, myself, you know, and I'm going to keep it 100. A lot of people from my, who was on my team got to step it up a lot more. No shade to y'all, you know, I, I, y'all my brothers. But y'all got stepped up a lot more. Except for like maybe two, three people that I could put under my, under who will be with me side by side. Cause they prove me, they prove me that they could do it, you know, and I could take them serious. And they, you know, they could bring people, they could do a lot. And I, I feel like they could bring it, bring it. If I was to bring somebody else on with me for catch up, they could bring it. But, you know, as time goes on, I guess everything started to go too much. Cause I felt like, even though it were me and Mr. Aaron Sands doing it together, I always felt like I was alone. You know, I always felt like I was doing it alone. Majority of the time, I, majority of the time, I was doing events by myself. And a lot of people started thinking, like, "Yo, y'all having problems or something?" Which we wasn't. It was just, you know, living situation change and stuff like that. And you know. And I just started handling stuff by myself. Not knowing a lot of things, starting from 2019, I've been having a lot of a lot of issues within myself that start the show doing the nightlife scene to the point where I started getting blackout drunk out of nowhere. A lot of times that I don't remember what be happening and it started becoming a really bad look for me as a person. And started from 2019, the beginning of 2019, until early 2020, before COVID. And um, and I thought to realize, like, yo, Ken, what's going on with you? I know that I have been going through depression, through stuff that go in my personal life, you know? And, you know, in the nice life is usually you know, a way to branch out, you know, a way to get get my emotions out and just to take, you know, take a step up for every drama. Because I, I ain't gonna lie, I love name life because I like the business side of it. I like, you know, the woman, of course. And it's like an escape. It's like one thing when I'm feeling down, it's an like escape. But then when I started using that escape the wrong way, like drinking... 
lot more than I should to the point that I get pissily drunk and messing up my business and my reputation for myself. That when things started going bad and it happened a lot with Taj, you know, from 2019 to, 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 to January 2020. And at the time I didn't realize that if it was becoming a problem or two, my birthday it was to a week before my birthday last um, to, uh, to 2019 and and I talked to Ronda like yo what's wrong with me I was really depressed um, I was suspended from Todd for a while due to an incident that happened where with the club itself with the general manager and the security and stuff like that so I was I was suspended for a couple of weeks and and you know stuff like that and I came back refreshed and good, you know. But then the issue started coming back early 2020 where it messed me up again, where it almost caused me to get kicked out of Qatar completely. And I had to like, yo, I gotta, I gotta change myself, man. This is not who I am. This is not who I am. This is not what, no, what, no, it's supposed to happen and stuff like that. So, um, the last time I've been to Todd to 2020, after the incident that happened in January, I came back a lot better, but then COVID happened, and, you know, and stuff like that. Bad enough, COVID already messed up a lot of things for me, financial-wise anyway, due to my job being closed, even though the one thing that had me going through a depression it's closed and I didn't have to reinvigorate myself you know and um, now fast forward to now where I'm at with Ken the Promoter where I'm at with YPG where I'm at with everything now um, as I know back in March I gave my life to God you know I got saved again and I've been in a good place. I haven't been drinking since March. And I've been in a, a really good place and stuff like that. And um, in terms of, am I going back to be a promoter again? It's been a really hard question to ask myself because I can't even give you an answer to be honest with you. Um... Because if I wasn't coming back then, I would have to make an early retirement. As much as I love, you know, the promoter game, the nightlight game, I love making money. You know, I love networking with the people. I just don't like the negative aspect of it, of, you know, me ruining my reputation by getting drunk. I, I don't want to go that I'm back that route no more and stuff like that. But if I was to go back to doing it, I would have to do things a lot more different, a lot more in a more professional way, and and just be just be more on the business side. But am I retirement? I can't even answer that right now. Um, I haven't fully thought about it. But if I was retiring, I know my team will hold it down. YPG will hold it down when the spots back open back up. And stuff like that. But I do want to do an event. If I do retire, I do want to do an event 
a full-blown RPG event, something like how we did with the Bashman, but something big and just to close it out. And also, we're about to hit our nine-year anniversary soon as well in December. So, who knows? Um, I mean, the opportunities. I mean, the opportunities to open. Shockingly, nobody have been given no gigs yet, even though I went not do no event during this COVID time anyway. But nobody have been really given no gigs to do no events through COVID. So. Right now, I guess right now, I'm on promoter vacation. But um, I thank y'all for taking the time to listen to my story. I hope this was something that y'all learned from more about my um, the club promoter background. And I feel like I feel like we needed to be open up about it, you know. Because a lot of people don't know about, especially during COVID, like if you're a new listener, a lot of people don't know Kenna Promoter. And those that who've been rocking with RPG for eight years, Y'all know Kenny Promoter, whether it's the, the positive side of it and the negative side of it. And once again, I thank y'all for listening to my story. I thank y'all for for tuning in to this main event, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman. Now, I am the host of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. And this commercial break is brought to you by Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Presents Spin-Off Series Thursdays. And Spin-Off Series Thursday is the new home for Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast Spin-Off Series. That brought to you shows like A Conversation About Music Podcast, The Old School Show, and Date Night Talk Podcast. And A Conversation About Music Podcast is a music spin-off series where we talk about anything music from the current music scene and the old school music scene, where we interview many guests that's in the music industry and artists about their music journey. We have a segment game called The Face Off, which is a versus inspired game. And we have round table discussion about variety of music topics. And y'all can check out a conversation about music podcast every first Thursday at 12 a.m. Every first Thursday at 12 a.m. Now, the old school show that featured myself and the star Roddy Rod is a show where we discuss anything old school from music, TV shows, movies, and many more. We also bring in guests to join in on the old school conversation. Y'all can check out the old school show with myself. And the Star Riding Ride every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. Every fourth Thursday at 12 a.m. And last but not least, we have Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Bana B, where we talk about anything relationship related topics like love, dating, relationships, cheating. The good 
In the Bag, and many more. And y'all can check out this spin-off series, Date Night Talk Podcast, every second and third Thursday at the 12 p.m. So look out for Mr. Gentleman, Lifestyle Podcast Presents, spin-off series Thursday, a conversation about music podcasts every first Thursday. The Old School Show with myself and the Star Riding Rod every fourth Thursday and Date Night Talk Podcast with myself and Miss Vana B every second and third Thursdays. And y'all can check out Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast every Sundays for the main series and every Thursday for spin-off series Thursdays. And thank y'all for checking out this commercial break. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. True. I just want to take the time and thank you, everybody, for tuning into a new episode. Even though it's no special guest, I thank you for turn, tuning in for you know listening to me. You know, tell my story, you know. I appreciate it. And y'all already know, if y'all want to be a special guest on my show, any artists, actors, actors, um, entrepreneurs, anybody that want to tell their business or have a brand that they want to bring up, or any ladies, single or taken, that want to be on my show for Date Night Talk, you know, y'all could just DM me, Ken underscore Mr. Gentleman. I repeat, Ken, K-E-N underscore Mr. M-R. Gentlemen, G-E-N-T-L-E-M-A-N. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe and listen to the Premier Boy Podcast with myself, Mr. Aaron Sands and DJ Retro. All new episodes coming real soon. Also, when we open back up, look out for my team, YPG, on the spot. It's tonight, Friday. Read McFriday at Catcher, 217 Barry Street State Premier at the door. And each and every Saturday, Best State Party at Todd's, 48 West 21st Street, 5th and 6th State Premier at the door when NYC opened up these spots back up. And y'all already know, thank y'all once again for tuning into a new episode and have a good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Torna Soul, and you are tuned in to the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Keep rising.